In the motion picture industry, the star vehicle is a tale as old as time, a way to take a bankable star and rake the public for some extra cashola before they move on to a newer make and model. We know referring to human actors as objects isn't great, but we do love a solid star vehicle. When was the last time you said no to an Angelina Jolie movie? Um, never. Do we care about plot and solid writing? Nope. Not when Julia Roberts graces our screen. So, we're watching movies the way your mom watches them. We are asking a lot of questions we'll never have the answers to, but we're keeping our eyes peeled for the stars. Movie critics, we are not. But that won't stop us from preserving this sacred art form. Join us each week as we recap, reframe, and sometimes rewrite your favorite star vehicle. What's up, Steven? <laughs> Good morning. We're recording in the morning for the first time. This is so exciting. I'm like it's so thrilled. It's exciting for you. This is, it's terrifying for me. I, I come I, alive in the daytime. I come alive at night. I cannot so, function at night. I know. I, I wanted, not to, not to brag, I wanted to do this for you. Like I wanted you to have this. I wanted to give you this. Yeah. Received. So you know what? Received. You're, you're welcome. Received. You're welcome. Part of part of my yeah. favorite thing to do is to convert people to becoming morning people. And I can see that for you. I can such, see. It is like when you get up at four or five in the morning, the amount of tasks that you can get done before noon is truly wild. I The thing is, I think we all know, like all us late night night owl people like I know my life would be astronomically better if I can get up early I cannot I can't do it right I mean you could I know I could I'm just not yeah but every time we talk about it you inspire me this morning this morning I did a 45 minute uh peloton ride not sponsored Jesus Christ and it was an EDM ride which (laughs) And when the ride, when the ride, okay, number one, that. I don't, I am not an, ED, I'm not an EDM person, okay? That is not how I identify. However, why I, sure? I like the EDM rides because when they play, when you do the popular music rides, you know the beginning, middle, and end of the song. And all you're doing is being like, oh, I'm at the first verse, I'm at the second verse. Like, you're just, you're <laughs> yeah, time yeah, stamping yeah. it. With the EDM, which, by the way, the instructor began the, the class by going, EDM, electric dance music. <laughs> I was like, okay, noted. But I, I like those rides the because, because you really, you don't know where you are. You don't know what the beginning, mm-hmm. middle, or end of the song is. So I find that they go by a lot faster. And I had a really great experience. I, I totally, I actually know what you mean. There are times when I'll do like a blind playlist for a workout yeah. um, of just like high octane dance music that I don't know. And right. you're right. It's like, you have no idea where you are. You even, le- you don't know the lyrics, which is helpful. No, I couldn't you're tell if like anyone was even it. singing in these songs. I thought I heard, oh, yeah, I thought I heard lyrics, not. but I wasn't sure. <laughs> it's just like a lot of. <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, and like the beats per minute is great. Kind of like wailing oh. in the background. Now, when I signed Study on, music. when I signed on for the class, so the way that it works is that there are like live classes where everybody goes on, and then there are a catalog of old classes that you can do whenever you want. 
and you can wow. see other riders. Well, the other half lives. Yeah, and you can see other riders who are taking that class with you. And I oh hate. Oh my god! Wait, how? Like their their cameras are on? No, you like there is a leaderboard oh. where you can see other people who have chosen to take this on-demand class at roughly the same time as you, and you can see their score. And I hate bragging. Oh, shit. I, I hate, love competition. I hate bragging, but there was a man in his mid-40s from Miami, Florida, who also chose to do an EDM ride from two years ago this morning, and <laughs> I beat him. And then at the end of the ride, as a good sport, I gave him a high five, which is something you can do on the interface pretty easily. You just kind of tap their name, and it gives them a virtual high five. Now, mm-hmm. good sports always high five back. Of course. What do you, you think this to. man did? Big fuck you to the face. He did not just high five me back. Middle finger. I'm like, I'm going to report you. <laughs> and you came in second did out you... of two. <laughs> you came in second. Do you, did you do high school sports? I you did, did, right? I did cross country for two reasons. Number one, I was not going to entertain any sport that required a helmet. Number two was that (laughs) the way that scoring works in cross country is that only the top two finishers for a school score points. The rest Mm -hmm. of the runners score no points. Zero. So for someone like me, who was never in the top two, my performance had no effect on the team. And I do like you, that. You weren't wearing a helmet. Take away the pressure. What did you play? <laughs> I know. I, I would always do sports with like a face guard or like a mouth guard. It was horrible. Absolutely I mean, not. I did like the, the the lame sport in my school. It was field, field hockey. hockey. It was I the, knew it. It was like the team. I know. Sorry, but like that I was just. That cannot fighting. be good for your back. The way that you're it's running hunched horrible over. Chasing for your that posture. little ball around the field. Oh, it's fucked up. My parents actually have so much to say about my field hockey games because a penalty would be called if the ball hit your foot, hit your shin guard, lifted too high, your stick lifted too high. So like the whistle would be blown every five seconds. It would be, you would make it like four paces and then it would hit someone's shin guard and then you'd have to stop and reset. Yeah. My parents hated it. Constant breaks. But like it was the (laughs) one team you could just walk onto in my school. You didn't have to like have been doing it since you were five. Right. And I wanted to be in shape for the musical, the school musical season. But do you? So I always yeah. did it. I it's just, a bad sport. I can't. No offense, I have field never hockey. seen a field hockey game. You don't want to see it. Trust but me, the, you don't. Just the equipment alone looked like it was from like a, a toy store. These goofy little yeah. sticks. <laughs> the sticks are so goofy. Can something can we get that a like Rumpelstiltskin would have. <laughs> Including the kills, literally. Yeah, the including the kills. Looks like it's fresh out of a nursery rhyme. <laughs> Maybe that's why I was attracted to it. I like the skirts. Oh, I thought they were really cute. We're unlocking something. We are unlocking something. Like it was. I went to school. I mean, we went to school at the same time when girls loved rolling their shorts. You would roll your shorts like four times. Oh, so they like high. the Sophie shorts or whatever. Yeah, the Sophies. So, like, we would roll our kilts till your, like, ass was, like, almost going to come out. That's really charming. <laughs> Slutty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was bringing up school sports because, like, do you, do you, at the end when you have to do that um, good sportsmanship, like, high five line, did you guys have to do that? Where you're like, good game, good game, good game. So, like, what would happen with cross country is that when you would finish the race, there would be, like, a shoot that you would go through where they would, like, record your number and, like invariably like by the time i finished everyone else had already finished so they were like lining the shoot but like 
that grows old oh after a while because after it's like so 30 minutes you're like i don't want to stand here like waiting for someone who who probably who probably took a walk break so oh like when i came God. through it was it was more of a celebration Ooh. that we could go home versus a celebration of your performance good job finally Oh my God. I, that gives me like sweat, upper lip sweat. Like in middle school I did track and just for fun. And, um, we had it where I think the top three would get points or something. And if you had no one different. Yeah. I was in track. And if you had no one competing at a certain, in a certain event, you would just want to put, you would want to plug someone into the event so we can just sweep some points for fun. Yeah. So we had no one doing like, we had no one doing the two mile one time in track the worst and they were like the fucking worst and they were like Chanel can you just do it like we'll get the points <laughs> if you just finish and I was like oh my god no problem the refs were in shock <laughs> at like minute 15 when I'm at like three quarters of a mile <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> they were like um that is the you most, know she's that's like eight laps around the track that's insane <laughs> that is truly an insane race i mean i finished it in like a casual 25 <laughs> because like who cares and the refs were in shock yeah they were like they were ready to send to like the coaches. pacer vehicle around to scoop you up my coach they were like you know she's only on lap like four right and my coach was like yeah and they were just so they were truly confused and baffled yeah because they were used to like a, a like a skinny girl doing it in like 15 but they I got they, us the point they did that for me with the long jump one time they were like, oh, the the other long jumper isn't here. Can you just go do it? Because, um, right, like yeah. you need three people. You, They're like, you'll get points. It doesn't matter how far you jump. You'll get points. And I'm like, okay, like I've, I've seen this. I've seen it. You you just run and then you jump. How hard could this be? Yeah. So the launch point. I walk is over is to essential. it and the woman goes, okay, find your spot. And I'm like, find my spot. Ugh. I'm like take your mark i'm like all right so i run and before i can even jump she's like disqualified and i'm like oh my i'm like what she goes you have two more chances meanwhile i hadn't even jumped i was just running down the thing (laughs) two more chances (laughs) so i do it two more times and get disqualified two more times and i'm like i'm like what she's like you only get 13 steps i'm like Oh my god. Okay. That would have been helpful information at the onset of this event. <laughs> that's your those are your co- that's your coach's fault. Absolutely. There are like a certain number of steps. There you have to start at a certain mark, you have to be launched off by a certain mark. Yeah. There's like a whole technique about it and I blame your coaches. It's not your fault. Yeah. Well, coaching for cross country also <sighs> is truly like I I always remember the like the the, the race advice they would give us which was insane. They would be like, okay, here's your race strategy. We want you to take off quick from the start and then increase your speed as you go up the hill. And then when you go on the downhill, ride the downhill and you'll go even faster. And I'm like, so just to be clear, the strategy is to run as fast as you can (laughs) the entire time. (laughs) Is that the race? Is that the race strategy? Because that's what I'm hearing. I know it's like these high school coaches are in it for the extra cash. Yeah, just extra, like the extra five hundred, just like J Lo like in J-Lo in Monster in Law. Monster in Law. <laughs> She's just trying to pick up a little extra money on the little league field. Yeah, actually, I'm that really happy. Perfect. I'm really happy you brought that up because I was thinking to myself today. I was like, 
you know, we haven't made this clear yet, but this is a progressive curriculum that we are giving here in this podcast. Mm -hmm. So this episode really follows the work that we did in Monster. In and Monster. Because I was thinking Correct. to myself, you, a casual listener, could have listened to that episode and walked away thinking, oh, these these people, they don't they don't think Jennifer Lopez is a good actress. That could have know, been a takeaway from that episode. Uh-huh. Could have been. Uh-huh. It, it 100% probably was your takeaway. was your We're owning takeaway. it. <laughs> We're owning We're that. Owning okay. That. <laughs> but we're here to build to build on that by uh-huh. taking a look at another Jennifer Lopez vehicle, a true star vehicle for Jennifer Lopez. A true star vehicle for Jennifer Lopez. Um, not in chronological order. Oh God! But no. we're um, going back in time. <laughs> we're going back in time. It's super interesting to me that this is the performance she gave in 2002 when we did Monster in Law. I think it was like 2005. Yeah, it's, really it's interesting. a few years later. Um, because this is this is for all intents and purposes our second installment of J Lo, right? J Lo as movie star, and I don't um, even want to say is, part two of three because odds are there will be knows? more than three parts. Who knows? She really did rule the roost yeah. in the early two thousand. <laughs> I feel like J Lo is very much in the zeitgeist right now with her like Ben Affleck um, shenanigans Comings and goings. So. Comings and goings. I'm just beyond, I'm so happy to throw it back to 2002's Made and Manhattan. Right. Oh my God. I said Made and Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> like my mom. <laughs> yeah, we went to see Made and Manhattan. Yeah. It was real good. Yeah. <laughs> it, was real. it was so good to see Jennifer Lopez. It was so good to see J-Lo. She looks so good, even in a maid uniform. <laughs> Those were nice made uniforms. Which were tailor made to her. I didn't love the color, but I did love the the fit and flair nature of the the dress. So good on her. Yeah, I mean, we're doing today. Today we're doing 2002's Made in Manhattan, not Made and Manhattan. (laughs) I'm Although I like to see that movie too. I would love to see that movie. I'll write it. I love this movie. It is so good. You texted me oh that my God. before we, I watched it a few times. <laughs> I said it so many times. You kept front-loading me that information. <laughs> I was really, like, I was really, beat, like, gung-ho to do this one. I kept adding it to lists that we were making for this pod. I kept talking about it. Yeah, there was some concern this that we like had mine. that we were dipping back to Jennifer Lopez too quickly. We have our favorites on the pod, okay? Yeah. Sue us. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking love this movie. Su- it's Su- so Chanel. good. Su- I know, sue me. Yeah. Um, I want to read us a little production summary so that really frees us up to just dive in. What do you think? Please. Please, take take the floor. Okay. This is penned by Steven, which I think is lovely. Well, he could it's, have, um, it's derived from other sources. Oh, you could have plagiarized, which is probably what you did. But. It, was, it was, you know what I did? I did the plagiarism that you do in college, right? You find yeah. you find other words, and then you just swap out words here and there to the degree that it's no longer the initial work, but it is. You didn't. Yeah, it's a, it's a little derivative. Yeah, I hate to throw it back to school real quick, but um, fear of plagiarizing wakes me up in my sleep. I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna find out, and it doesn't fucking matter in the world of the internet. Everything is recycled information. So I have a graduate school story about plagiarism where another <laughs> oh no. student accused me of plagiarism 
And she was Shut up. And she was like, oh I'm going to report this to the authorities. Oh my god. And I what? emailed her back. I was like, don't you dare. <laughs> you know why? Oh, did you plagiarize? No. no. I There's no way you I did. I was doing a research paper and I cited the sources in quotes. And she goes, um, this was the peer editor. She was like, um, the peer editor. She's like, um, I noticed that a tremendous amount of your paper was taken directly from other sources. I was like, did you not understand yes, the assignment? Okay, go ahead. Do you know what a research paper is? Okay, yeah. That's my fault for doing that to us, but okay. okay. Go ahead. So this is a summary of Made in Manhattan. Marissa Ventura Lopez is a single mother born and bred in the Bronx who works as a maid in a first-class Manhattan hotel. By a twist of fate and mistaken identity, Marissa meets Christopher Marshall, who is played by Ralph Fiennes, a handsome debonair, debonair, debonair heir to a political dynasty who believes that she is a guest at the hotel. Uh-oh. Fate steps in and throws the unlikely pair together for a magical night of romance. When Marissa's true identity is revealed made the two find that they are worlds apart even though the distance separating them is just a subway ride between manhattan and the bronx cut to a happy ending love is love i loved that that was brilliant the last line i did write on my own cut to a happy end. yeah love is love love is love i was gonna attribute that to you Thank i think you. that's your quote if i'm not mistaken you yeah, I, you I, I came that. up with that you came up with love is love. <laughs> in my okay, free time. I'm so ready. In your free, yeah, in your all your free time, just writing prose. You're like, look what I look what I spun today, Chanel. <laughs> so I know, I know that you love this movie. You've said it a few times in a text, and you just, just said it just a few million few moments ago. You repeated <laughs> it again, and I do like the movie. I like it. I like it a lot, but it's quirky. It is. Quirky. Now, here, first of all, the summary, when I heard it read back to me, even though I had wrote it, I I found myself nodding because I agree. Those are all Mm -hmm. the events. Those are all the events that happen in this movie. For sure. I have no problem with those events. Watching the movie again this time, I found that those events, Jennifer Lopez... New York City were all just window dressing for a larger messaging apparatus. And this is I'm ready. This is not, I'm listening. This is not the first time I brought this event up on the pod. And I really I know sometimes when we do it, it seems like we're making light of it, but we're not. This movie is this movie to me is the ultimate post 9-11 movie it is conservative propaganda it is very very conservative and if if you were to tell me that this movie was produced by the george bush foundation for uh-huh for yes. uh, post 9-11 yes. thoughts and feelings and or the richard nixon presidential library i would say oh, my goodness yes. i would say I would feel more comfortable if that was the case because then I would Agreed. understand why by minute five we are talking about Richard <laughs> about Nixon. Richard Nixon. 
and why he was a good person. I know we needed like a sticker that was like funded by the I RNC. Ever... Okay, I have I've seen this movie a few times. I can't say I've seen it more than three times. I I would be lying if I said it more than three times. Yeah, but I don't I think I have either. Do not remember the Nixon spin. The the Nixon <laughs> conservative. Republican, not that there's anything wrong with that, but there's uh, the agenda there's in this a movie. There's little something up. Oh, there is yeah. something up. So I'm shook to my core to watch this as an adult and discover that it's what you said, Republican pop- propaganda. I'm, I stand by that. Absolutely. This is 2002. This is post, again, this is post 9-11. This was when, you know, George Bush popularity... It, we don't we forget it now but in that in that 2002 year like George Bush's popularity was really high and Off like the charts yeah and uniting, like people uniting were the two sides. yeah people were on board with a little conservative you know agenda Fun. and we'll values flare. and I found it really strong in this movie um uh-huh. oh is it strong oh was it's it like, strong yeah the Nixon speak in the beginning floored me from a child no less floored me from a from a little kid right um do you want to talk about his speech or anything or well i think although he's a liar i want to build to that but i want to start with just like the opening of the movie yes because okay so the, the movie opens with jennifer lopez well first it opens with kind of these sweeping shots of Manhattan. of Manhattan, of New York the second City. Star. A lot of buildings, like a lot of buildings. like skyscrapers and like stonework, mm-hmm. ironwork. And this we're is swiping through Manhattan, yeah, baby. But this is something we're going to see throughout the movie a lot where they are constantly showing us these structures, like these really sturdy buildings. And I, okay, I. I I, I really want the tone to be correct here, but it really Where's felt going? like it really felt like the title in particular. Okay, made in Manhattan. Made in Manhattan. Made also sounds like the word made, right? Because it sounds the same. M A D E. Yes. Made in Manhattan. It almost felt like they were telling us. I don't know why I'm laughing. They were telling us that these the buildings these buildings are these buildings we're are also strong. Made here. Yeah. <laughs> like everything's okay. Like that's what I felt like they were telling us. They were showing us these buildings that were standing and they were telling mm-hmm. us that everything was okay. Everything is fine, peachy keen, yeah. shiny, bright, strong. Absolutely. I love an opening of stock footage. Yeah. Just could have been pulled from anywhere. Right. Like the city, Stock footage, the city any movie. Is fine. You want to mm-hmm. know what's not She's fine? Good. The single fam, the single parent household. Because as the soon single as they parent cut household to Jennifer Lopez's lacking. home, she's okay. Maybe she didn't get a good night's sleep, but she's got a little bit of an attitude when she's waking up her son. <laughs> Ty, they're, they're, they're not was really. With they, Ty. You can tell they don't really have a. They don't have a morning routine. Mm-hmm. Right, it's almost like the first time they're getting ready for their day. It's like Chanel getting ready every morning. As yeah, opposed she's to like, oh, mm, flustered. Oh my god, uh, come on, Ty. you have your speech today. And um, yeah, you know, getting ready for a kiddie speech is no joke. Right, get up, buddy, and get up, bro. It's not the fir- 
it's not the first day of school because she's wearing kind of a chunky sweater. It's... Oh, I appreciated her outfits in this way more than Monster-in-Law. I feel like this was way more... Like, at least it was way more timeless. I was like, okay, this isn't a certain time or place. Oh, I loved Um, her looks. I thought she looked beautiful. I loved her looks in this. It was just so understated. beautiful. Yes. Perfect. Also, I have to say a a really big thing for me... What? Is the opening song "Yumi and Julio" down by the schoolyard? <laughs> it was a it was so a great want, movie song. It's an amazing movie song. I just want the listeners and you right now to know that I thought that this song was from this movie, in the way that we all thought "Don't Stop Believing" was made for Glee. Oh, I just was like, this song only exists in this movie. It was written for this movie. It was made for this movie. Yeah. And I spent years believing this until I realized, um, no, it's an old song. Yeah. Old song from the, from what, the 70s? Because there's a strong 70s lean in this with Ty. Oh, very strong 70s. But Ty's a little obsessed with the 70s. He's, yeah, and we'll get, we'll get to that. But yeah. the, the opening scene is also really fun because jennifer lopez is so beautiful in the opening scene that like you they're not even trying to to pretend that this isn't jennifer lopez so it really is just like watching jennifer lopez do things which is another title for this movie because jennifer lopez does things it's like you get you get to watch her make breakfast you get to watch her put coins into the bus you get to watch her Oh yeah, the coins. The coins. That, that was scene stealing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That was utterly. I was mesmerized by her I putting was the coins mesmerized. into the bus. <laughs> Me too. I like had a real moment where I was like, "Oh, oh my!" First of all, stunning. Second of all, I was like, "Have I ever done that? Have I ever put coins in a bus Never. like that?" It oh, it really put the mirror on me, you know. I was like, wow. And I love what she did it's with that phenomenal. scene. She kind of, you know, put she put four easy coins in, and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then she the made a choice. The latter few were She's tough, like, oof, oof, and she found them. Oh my, oh I'm so. Oh. Yeah, I think we're <laughs> supposed to get. I'm struggling. struggling. Absolutely, she's she, her as a single parent. She's struggling. Struggle. Yeah, poor woman. Um, I. I had a real hard time too with like the way they handled that because I'm just like I think she must make a decent amount of money in that hotel especially with tips so I don't know here's what this movie is not gonna do this movie is not <laughs> going to reveal any anything any like truths about working in the hospitality industry I know because it's good. what this movie seems to be promoting is that Hospitality is a great place to work because they're... <laughs> Hospitality is good. Family. You have a good work-life all balance. Family. You have friends. There's upward <laughs> mobility in the job. There's management positions open to you. Um, uh-huh. From within. From very within, easy. Just apply. So... <laughs> Just have your friend apply for you. <laughs> so if you're looking for a reality check on what it's like to work in the hospitality industry... This not your film. Not for you. But not for you, baby. No, no, it's not a, a documentary. It is not. So <laughs> she finally gets to work, even though yeah, she, she she cuts in line for a New York Street coffee. I just want to point out. Yeah, could then you goes imagine have been if I had been waiting on that line and then this woman <laughs> just waltzes, waltzes up. up and throws money down and takes a coffee, I'd be like, like absolutely bitch. not. There's a line, ma'am. 
Get in line. And when she does roll up to work, and this is something that I would always judge people on, is that when she finally does get to work, the guy is like, um, like you, J-Lo, you're like literally cutting it close again. Like you're you're very almost late. And she has like a sandwich and a coffee. Whenever people show mm-hmm. up to work late with Classic. coffee, I'm like. Classic Chanel. Oh, yeah. I, I know you're one of those. I judge too, oh, I judge. but like I'm going to do it. As far as I'm concerned, the coffee buys me an extra five. <laughs> They're like, oh, you would have been on time if you didn't get this coffee. <laughs> okay, wait. She goes to work. It's like a weird she thing She goes to work. Head. And one of my favorite scenes of the movie was the staff meeting. Because. Oh, my goodness. What's her name? Unhinged. Frances Conroy is the chief maid woman. And. Mm-hmm. Is that her BFF? No. She, Frances oh, okay, Conroy sorry. was like the head lady. <laughs> Who runs okay, the head bitch the in charge? Got it, got it. But I love the staff meeting. I wrote down the staff meeting was exciting because I love so exciting. I love the advice that she gave, which was that you should strive. This is this is something that I would recommend, especially for people who are just starting out in a new place, or even as a veteran. At work, you should strive to be invisible. That is really Great good advice. advice. We're really good at really advice. Is. That's a, that's the, the advice that's going to keep you there for a long time. Yeah, I think we were she's, supposed to hear that and think, "Oh, she's she's anti-maid," rep, you know. Yeah, and this movie makes it a point to say, "Maid, you're the maid." Yeah, as many times as humanly possible, from as many inappropriate sources as humanly possible. Right, and I know we don't use that term anymore in the same way that we don't use the word stewardess, but. wait oh my god we might have to cut this but i have these neighbors across the street at my parents house and and they're all maids no they are a bunch it's like a family of three kids a mom and a dad and my mom will sometimes babysit the kids and the kids will come over and they have a cleaning lady who comes and just cleans the house and i've been whisper they could hear me the kids come over and they're like oh the maid moved my homework and i'm like oh my god God, it is so jarring to hear made now. Yeah. We do not say that. And my mom has started correcting them. She'll be like, sweetie, what's her name? Jackie? Okay, we don't call her the maid. <laughs> They're like, they call her the maid. <laughs> God. It's so insane. Okay, so we, yeah. So, okay. so clearly the- So it's just jarring now. This nation now, has but some like, work to do with that, with that word. Yes. But maid is like used a plenty up top. Yeah. And- um. I don't know. Something else about that meeting is they, they all seem to know their clientele really personally. And yeah, like it seems like these people are constantly staying at this hotel. And JLo makes a comment about how she knows some guys lactose intolerant. And I'm like, it, what the fuck? <laughs> how do you know that? They seem to know a lot about the guests. And it's just creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would love a but real they, they, you're look right, behind though, the curtain. You're right, though, that they are communicating that in this staff meeting that out of all these dozens of maids, J-Lo, J-Lo is pretty talented. She's the best maid. She's the best one. Because she's so intuitive that when she finds mm-hmm. out that one of the guests likes lavender scents, she oh. gets a bunch of lavender and just leaves it on the pillow. To which she gets the feedback. <laughs> I wrote this nice, down. nice, nice touch. Lavender, you are very creative. <laughs> so creative. She's so creative. 
appropriate. I think I was so confused because I've never worked in hospitality or specifically as like in a hotel as a maid. And I'm just like, is that part of the job description? Is this above and beyond? Is this like, right. did she have to go on her lunch break to buy this lavender? Exactly. Like, for me, it was expected. I was like, okay, you're supposed to do that. But I think the movie, like you said, is trying to communicate. No, no, no. She's the best one. She's we the have. best maid. She's the best maid. Right. Not just a maid, the, the best maid. Right. So that was confusing. I think it's confusing if you're not in the industry. So. Right. Take that for what you will, folks. Yeah. She's a really, she is, she's really um, talented. We go through her whole day and the comings and goings in the hotel. Yeah. A little taste of what reality is like for our single mom, J-Lo. Right. But then she has to head out later that day to go to her son's speech uh, speech night <laughs> Qu- question mark a speech what is on, this night speech on what because dogs <laughs> puppies <laughs> maybe maybe a persuasive speech on why we should get soda in the vending machines mm. none of those it was nope. <laughs> none of those topics were what the speech was, was on but um what was wait in all seriousness, what though, what was the speech like? on? Was he? I okay. From what I took was it was a defense of Richard Nixon's policy. <laughs> Nixon, right? That was the topic of the speech. That's what I thought. I thought maybe the assignment might have been like, yeah, like a persuasive speech, like persuade us, right. um, one way or the other, on someone. Almost like and, you were assigned. My... Like even though you don't want to do this, you have to defend Richard Nixon. Exactly. The only way this makes sense to me. That's not what it was. Is, is he, he was chosen that. out of a hat? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Ty. Ty chose that. Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez, a single mom. Her son chose to do a defensive speech on the one and only Richard Nixon, and I was floored. Floored. When I realized that's what, what it was. he's saying. He's like. I know he lied and I know he cheated. That's a good blah, impression. Blah, blah, but <laughs> That's what he sounded like. I love Ty. Yeah. I was in love with Ty when I was a kid. I was had a huge crush on oh. him. So weird. I know. Revealing a lot about myself. Oh, is that but a like, Nixon this... poster behind you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Republicans for Nixon. Yeah. No, it was so wild. I had so many questions. First, I'm like, why couldn't this just be a talent show? And then I realized we had to ram the agenda through the movie. Right. So this had to be speech night. Right. And I can only hope that this was a practice in public speaking for nine-year-olds, which, it you know. It felt so, like, as the audience, I was like, I felt so manipulated because, like, I felt, they're it felt forcing like a you to feel bad for him, and they're for also Nixon. forcing you to feel bad for Richard Nixon. Like, it's, they're yeah. doing two things at once in this scene, and... Watching it yeah. now, it was just sh- so shocking. I know. I'm happy that I, when I was 10, I probably sh- paper shredded this moment. Oh, absolutely. I think I probably could have come away from this movie like, wow, Nixon didn't deserve what he got. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ty says like, I know he's the only president to have ever resigned or something, but. <laughs> right. Like, oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Ty bombs his speech and the teacher... Which I'd argue he doesn't even really bomb. He just kind of walks off. He gives up. Do you know what I mean? He gives up. He gives up because his dad isn't there 
and mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez is not enough as a single not parent good enough. to exactly. support him. No, exactly. I'm not endorsing that message. That's what the movie is. Telling That's what the movie gives us. Yeah. No, no, no. None of this is us. Yeah, I'm, we're, not, anything. we're not. We're not pontificating this is the film. here. But exactly, exactly. Okay. At the yeah. So then she has to take Ty. Oh no, you want to say at the end? Okay, but no, no, no. I was just gonna say when they get home. Yeah. She gives him the Nixon tapes <laughs> as a gift. <laughs> That's his gift. Is are the Nixon tapes? It's like you're supposed to get the idea that she's encouraging her son to follow his curiosity. Yeah. And he seems to be very curious about the 70s. Sure. Okay. Great. The Nixon tapes? Right. Really? The agenda in this movie is so sneaky, too, because they're packaging it through a little fucking kid, which is so fucked up. Right. Exactly. He's into it. He's fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. If not better. If you... If not if better. you could get on board with Richard Nixon. I have a crazy reveal from the IMDb page. Um, I don't know if this will mean anything as much to you as it means to me. Okay. John Hughes is credited as the story writer for this. Really? And he did like, you know, like all those 80s flicks, like the Pretty in Pinks and the Breakfast Clubs. Yeah. I'm shocked to my core that John Hughes' name is on this. I don't know why. He's probably a Republican. I mean, might have been some 80s Reagan nostalgia seeping in here. So weird. Just such a weird choice to, I don't, this movie is so 2002. It does feel weird, but it also, this is again, like it feels so post 9-11 where it was like, like like conservative Republican values were not goffed at. They're everyone's We're not goffed at, like in the way that there is today of course there were people who would have found the nixon messaging appalling but i bet it wasn't as like sensational as when you watch it now yeah and now this movie is really shocking at the time i think it really was like we were a little more united on this message like uh uh-huh well yeah this is fine not just you like and i felt like it wasn't as much like partisan it certainly is partisan but it was also like a uniting in like the history of the country like like mm-hmm. this movie was basically saying like everybody was a part of this like we are all on board with this messaging of Nixon through everything and like that's okay because that's that's who we are and like obviously that's like yeah. the problematic but it was yeah, very Yeah I think the, the meaning we're the meaning we're gleaning from it now was not what was taken in 2002. I think in 2002, this was so lighthearted and just so innocent, which is just, it's really wild to see how far we've come for sure. Yeah. Because like Nixon jokes are like all over the, like Nixon jokes are in tons of movies, but like this was not a joke. This <laughs> <laughs> is real fans. This is, this is his Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Yeah, that was wild to me. I just have like a lot of notes about how like, the undercurrent of this movie is a Latina dating a Republican. Oh, wait. Don't you mean a Medi- he- Mediterranean woman? Oh, Mediterranean? <laughs> I know. I really wanted to talk we'll about that. that. Oh, we'll my goodness. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So she takes Ty to work with her, and he just, like, runs, you know, gets to run around the hotel, run amok. Yeah. And the next thing we know, he is, he, like, runs into the senator 
um, Ray finds and his dog, and then they all end up on a walk together. Right. And J-Lo is in a beautiful, what is it, a Dolce & Gabbana Yeah, suit? Dolce & Gabbana, like this white suit. He had caught her yeah, trying beautiful. it on, and he thinks that she works in the hotel, but... And I wrote down, I was like, wow, she is a really natural liar. And I love that. I am a terrible <laughs> liar. I can, I crack instantly. This woman Instant. lies with... Willy-nilly. The fortitude of anyone, someone I've never seen before. Like, she is very... Almost like she has a movie script telling her, like, this is what you say now. <laughs> exactly. As if, She's a really as good if actor. the lines are being piped into her from, from another source. But yeah, kind of weird, but works. I was like, wow, you're a really good liar. But, um... Yeah. This is another rule of star vehicles. Also, I wanted to mention um, a bunch of dogs. And, uh... Yeah, I love um, a dog scene. Always a dog scene. And when they're in the park, um, another Dalmatian. <laughs> Was there a Dalmatian? My, my friend, when have you ever seen a Dalmatian in the wild? You never see Give them. Give me a figure. Only in, carto- <laughs> only in cartoons do you see Dalmatians. Once again, the movie gods have put together a ragtag. It's when Ty, um, they're in the park and Ty is like, oh my God, there's these, the dog walker shows up. Oh, right, And right, right. Um, there's a Dalmatian again. <laughs> do better casting people. Like... The same way all the extras are always white. Um, yeah. Fact, fact, not not me, you know, making it up. Go count. Um, the dogs are, there's always a Dalmatian. There's no Dalmatians in the wild. I bet when I bet when they filmed that scene, Jennifer Lopez saw that dog walker. And I bet she like wrote down in her journal, I'd like to try that one day. And then when they got to Monster. <laughs> Maybe in 2005. <laughs> when they got to Monster-in-Law. <laughs> she was like, I want to be a dog walker. I have walker. an idea. <laughs> yeah, the similarities between these movies are pretty great um almost like i would want to come up with a list of star vehicle um like attributes yeah like we've got the play on words title we've got a dalmatian um stanley tucci getting yanked by a dog in the lobby of this hotel so fun that yeah a dog yank um you're holding a holding a lesion yeah classic classic funny funny moment (laughs) so funny so funny always plays why that's a that's a bipartisan scene (laughs) there you go (laughs) It's a global, global law yeah. for the masses. Yeah. So I just have in the park, yeah, the Dalmatian. When have you ever seen a Dalmatian? And that's kind of when you find out for certain this man is a Republican. Oh, my God. He, yeah, he is a Republican because they also, <laughs> first of all, they sort of, I don't know if they tell us it already or if it's Ty or who it is, but somebody essentially says like, Something as long as you're not a Democrat. That's a line in this movie. I know, I know. And but uh, but and you're we right, never though, get a confirmation. By, by this scene, we are already told that he's a Republican. Mm-hmm. And not only is yeah, he, we know he's running on the Republican yeah, ticket. And not only is he a Republican, he's part of a multi generational political family. Family, a la a dynasty. The I president know. at the time. Oh my god! Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's I don't know. just a little weird. It's, it's almost like they planned it. This is a plant, <laughs> right? I know people are so worried about us getting trackers implanted into us. Um, hello, this is this is the ultimate mind control. Get in, oh my, get in the head truly through a movie. And I was, he was so sympathetic. What a sympathetic character! I'm like, wow, I like this Republican. He is um kind and cares about um. The housing projects. 
that's what they were really oh trying to God. drill home. Oh, that's he's a Republican mean. who cares. Yeah, yeah, he, so ox. He is. He is so down to earth that he's willing to chase this hot, hot lady into the park. <laughs> Even if it means he'll have to give a speech apologizing for it. That's how yep. That's how of the people he is. Oh, my God. They're really trying to drill that point home. Um, but just they let him get off so easy in this movie. And that's what really pisses me off. I mean, I know it's supposed to be light and just easy, but like. Even her jabs back at him when he's like, oh, I'm going to the housing projects to give a speech on like low income housing. She's like, why don't you spend a moment in the housing projects, buddy? And it's just like, okay. And then let's, we, let's we, explore we that. We never get a scene. <laughs> we, we never, never get, get the scene. Okay. That scene in particular, we, we really need to drill down into because like after they have their day in the park, he announces that he's going to go to the housing projects to give a speech. And... Jennifer Lopez kind of goffs at the idea. Keep in mind that like he does not think that she is Latina. Latina. He assumes that she's Mediterranean. Mediterranean. <laughs> so I'm taking that as a microaggression at this you point. You think? In so, 2021. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's crazy. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, but oh okay, God. this scene was really strange because I I, I I think there was a script error because she says, or he says, how would you know, whatever, the Bronx? And she was like, uh-huh. because I grew up there and I've lived in a four block radius my whole life. My whole life. She's telling huh? him that she lives in the I'm Bronx maid. now. <laughs> She's, she just said that. She just said that she lives in the Bronx. I know. Why would she like, be at a hotel? 15 minutes away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, when I saw that moment, I was like, oh my God, like this is, this is the moment, right? When he finds out that she is not who she says she is, but he was like, okay. I think the movie works so well because (laughs) notoriously what they're feeding us is men don't listen. Like I didn't bat an eyelash at this scene, right? Because I'm he like, oh, he in one ear, he out heard the her. Other. He heard her, but he didn't listen. No, exactly. Because <laughs> she reveals exactly who she is in that moment of time. Yeah. And he's like, well, she could be vacationing, you know, yeah. this thirty is, blocks this south. This is like at work when we had to go to pro- a professional development class on active listening. Active listening, <laughs> which is just you could tell he's not listening which is, at you know, all. The big difference between what is it, hearing someone and listening to someone? <laughs> he heard her. He, he didn't listen. <laughs> he's just looking at that but cream-colored also there coat. Other witnesses and no one else heard just... it either. Like no one was listening. <laughs> I was pretty shook by that too. I'm like, she just revealed exactly who she is. And like Stanley Tucci was no like, sense. oh my God, we got to, we, he, he pulled one of the interns or whatever and was like, we need to find out who find this woman her. is. And I'm like, she just told you. <laughs> she told you where she lives. Yeah. Go find the four block radius. <laughs> Go to your meeting there. And um, that's when we get um, R- Ralph finds in the hotel to Tucci going, find her. And he's like, who am I looking for? Or whatever. And he's like, Mediterranean woman. <laughs> five nine. Got a little kid. Oh my God, I know. He goes like five six, five yeah, seven, whatever. Mediterranean. JLo's five two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was crying at that point. Because okay, I only five know this eleven. J Lo model thin. Big big teeth. 
I'm like, okay, so not only is he not listening, he's also not looking. (laughs) And I told you, I think it worked and it plays completely because it's like men don't listen. Men don't look past something something of a of a sexy object okay i am so glad that you are bringing this up because this was <sighs> one of like this really like solidified for me that my working thesis of the movie was correct was that and we've seen this in other movies <laughs> we've looked at but this is the worst this is the worst one that i've seen in terms of there is not just no chemistry between these two people there is negative (laughs) chemistry there is negative they both hate each other they both like the child more than they like each other than each other and like yeah ty did a great job relating to the two of them like i believed him but what was so interesting about their relationship or rather his relationship with her was that he knows and this is, we've seen this before, but it's worked to better effect. He knows nothing about her. In fact, everything he knows about her is a lie. Lie. The, the, only, thing, <laughs> the only thing that he knows about her is like... is All fake. As if he took a Polaroid picture of her and rubbed Vaseline on the lens and was looking at that. Like that was, that's basically the vision. Five, six, five, seven, Mediterranean. <laughs> he has no information about her and yet he craves her and i'm, oh I'm skipping God. ahead but I'm, we're not going to jump to the end yet but when she is you know taken away from him and they decide that they're they're not going to be together it's to him it's almost like no loss he's just kind of like whatever and then like the kid mm-hmm. will bring them together but i'm like did you <laughs> he guys was prepared even to go really, on. you guys didn't really even like each other like <laughs> Because when he has to, like, leave her, he's kind of like, all right. <laughs> okay. Like, no sweat off my back. He's known I'm her for, like, my dynasty. he's known her for, like, a collective... Eh, Couple hours. Four hours. <laughs> <laughs> and Tucci is doing great best friend work of just, like, oh, my God, the press is going to have a field day with this. And he's... Oh and by goodness. the way, he's right. He's right. He <laughs> is being irresponsible. Okay, the best friend work in this movie is amazing. Stanley Tucci is impeccable. And, okay, I and her best friend Amy Sedaris, who is Natasha oh Richardson's God, best friend, is that that maid? <laughs> okay, a lot of her. Okay, a lot of her dialogue. I know she didn't. She didn't come up with it herself. It was. I know her delivery, Really problematic. <laughs> what what she was saying, but how she said it was truly incredible. <laughs> Maria. <laughs> Charlie Marshall, as in Charlie Marshall. <laughs> it's too good. Even J Lo's best friend, the New Yorker, she's like, "Yeah, did you get to see his, uh, you know, pepperoni?" Oh my god, she is so so wild, so lucky that that okay, that woman should have been manager because she is the patience of a saint. I know the way that patience Jennifer Lopez saint. treats her friend is trash <laughs> like she's the maid get out of here maid she's so mean to this woman the levels of classism in this movie are actually like triple fold it's like we have the politicians and then we have classism within the maids absolutely like, i'm the better maid yeah and like the only like reasonable explanation is that like jennifer lopez is hotter and that's why she's egg that's what the movie will have you believe that's why she's her uniform fits better yeah, that's why she's the better maid She's a prettier face. Yeah. And, oh my God, yeah. So, 
Did we get to the um coming out scene yet? I think maybe. Well, I, I, what they're building towards is that mm-hmm. she's going to have oh. one last night with him. Because yeah, that made no sense too. Did you understand the logic of this? Okay, so here is what I... And while all this was going down, there is an internal HR hunt for the next manager of something. Room service, unclear. And Yeah, some sort of just manager <laughs> position. Assistant manager. Real vague. Incredibly vague. Jennifer Lopez, I guess, is nominated by her friend, which is very nice of her mm-hmm. friend to do. And Super nice of her friend. She, she should have taken it. moves forward with the process, and then they find out that she's been lying. Been lying. And she's been stealing hotel guest clothing to masquerade as someone mm-hmm. else. Yeah, masquerading. Masquerading? And I <laughs> was like, around. I was like, I wonder if this happens in hotels. But. Truly wanted to this know. Is this a true story? Okay. <laughs> is it a true story? John Hughes, is this a true story? <laughs> is it a true story? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'd, Im- I'd imagine that this happens. It, it has maids to happen. might. Yeah, like some workers of hotels might try on your clothes. Why not? Why not? I would. Why not? I'd put on a coat. Yeah, it's Who a cares? coat. Not a bathing suit bottom, <laughs> but like a coat. That that crosses the line. But an overcoat. Not like lingerie, yeah, but, a, but a coat. Why not? Just for just for size. Um, yeah, just try it on. You might want to buy it later. See if it fits. Yeah. So she gets caught for doing that. And essentially they tell her, since he's a guest at the hotel, she has to go to the benefit with him. To make yeah, him that, happy. that made no sense. But she has to break up with him at the event. Otherwise, the she can no longer be the manager. That was logic, that the logic made me short circuit. I think that's what he they said, like, right? That's literally what he said. He's like, here, I had to, re- I literally re- went back. Like, I had to rewind this part and, and to see if I heard correctly. Oh, he was I, like, I, I suggest now. you go. I remember now. He's like, here's the invitation. I suggest you go with Chris Marshall. Yeah. And then when you're there, break it off with him, at least until you're manager. Right. What? Because, okay, because the butler tells her that, the head butler, because he's like, don't, the head butler, he's, yeah. he's not the manager manager. He's just telling he's her, her like, listen, if you don't want to get in trouble, break it off now, but go with him because otherwise he's going to have like a meltdown. Yeah. He's going to have a hissy fit. So she yeah. gets dolled up. And like, I don't know where she found the donations for this, but yeah. okay. Yeah. Are we to assume that all I'm the other here. maids pulled their money together to buy the dress? I, I, I wanted a little something. I was under the impression that she rented that diamond necklace, right? Because the way the shop oh, owner gives the kid the rundown The diamond necklace. It. I mean, stunning, but also like she's not, you know, she's not going to the Met Gala. So like, why is she being gifted this like donation? Unclear. She she gets dressed up, and we've seen these transformative scenes before in these movies. This one just didn't it didn't pack as much of a punch because she is so beautiful to she be. She was already hot. <laughs> that she was already hot, and we had already had a scene where she had put on rich lady clothing. So yeah, so she just looked the part. She, quite honestly, right? It was. It was a normal dressing scene rather than a mm-hmm. like, oh my God, we're going to take this uggo and make her hot. <laughs> I know we didn't even need the montage. Like he could have just sent a head dress and she just put it on right. and, he, and it fit. Right. I mean, she looked stunning. I guess she rented this diamond necklace. She had I to mean, have. That's 
because like they were giving the kid the the one two yeah and and if it leaves her neck what's gonna happen and he's like i'm gonna go to prison or something yeah it was something it was a weird consequence he's not even going to the the party with her how is he gonna keep track of it but okay let's let's give him some trauma while we're at it yeah let's not have the 12 year old pick up the 28 carat diamond necklace but yeah and i feel like okay so the I'm coming out scene, I think, was right before this. You know that that song? I'm coming. Oh, yeah. And it's just worth mentioning that I also thought that that song was written and made specifically for this movie. Uh-oh. The best use of this song and You, Me, and Julio in cinema history. I'm just going to go on record with that. It It certainly made sense. She was going out. So. I'm coming out. And there was a little bit of choreo in that scene. Oh, yeah. They wait for, like, the beat to drop, and then Jayla, like, spins her head around and gives us two little head bumps. Yes, absolutely. And you can just, you can see the bones there. Like, you can see the the rehearsal. Like, um, she, she, she's clearly on an eight count. Yeah, they, they were playing in the background. We knew that because she was hitting the, she was hitting the beat pretty closely. <laughs> but, okay, so she goes to this, like, this insufferable dinner. This was the most boring scene in the whole movie for me. It was so boring. It was supposed to be like the climactic moment where she gets to live as somebody else. Right. And her best friend is like, her best friend is like, this is who you really are. (laughs) (laughs) Which is exactly how she sounds. That is exactly how she sounds. (laughs) She's like, for one night, you're not the main. This is who you really are. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. And I just wrote, I love this is who you really are escapism. Like we were all looking for that. Yeah. You know, princess diaries at the time. Well, it's also this just like, like this begs the question, are. then what, like, what is she now? Like, what is she at the party? <laughs> she's oh, like a fake socialite. She's no one. She's a liar. A Republican. <laughs> she's a, re- a first lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's really too good. She, um, uh, honestly, it's hard to even talk about the party scene because I don't even really remember what happens. All I remember. Oh yeah. Not, almost nothing. All I remember just is a lot that of Natasha she fails at breaking off the relationship. Yeah. And yeah. she goes home with him uh-huh. to her place and of business. They, uh, that was shocking. I, that was so shocking. When they cut to the hotel room and mm-hmm. the rain was Slapping up against the window. <laughs> I was like, that's a lot There's of fucking so rain. So much rain. A lot of hose work went into this film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some in, some PA just wetting down the side of the window. It was, it was a truly catastrophic <laughs> amount of rainfall. <laughs> I And the lights dimmed. I said, I said to myself, don't watch. And I, I, <laughs> Look looked, away. Down, I looked down because there was no... These two could have been brother and sister at this point for the level of intimacy that we had because... And thank God there's a cutaway. Thank God. Because thank I didn't want to see that. I, did, I was I was really dreading that they were going to give us a kiss or petting. Yeah, some back, something. Some back sex acting. No, they just kind of give us a scene where she sits down and he, you know, makes eye contact and then... Creepy. Also... It's Voldemort. I want to point out. Yeah. This is Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> this man is 
a mere five years away from the no nose bald Voldemort right. role. When we can see and that I'm, transition happening in front of our eyes, I can see his like pointy teeth, and I'm like, I gotta go. It was get me out of here. It was not. It was not sexy. Yeah. Not sexy in the least. So thank God we got a cutaway. But we did get a little bit of Nora Jones, which is a real portrait of 2002. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I waited till I saw the sun. And like, I feel like for the longest time, I was like, this is sexy music. Right. That was honestly (laughs) the only clue that it was a sexy time. Because. That song. Yes. I agree 100%. Because what we were visually sealing was the opposite. (laughs) The opposite of sexy. It was not sexy. Like, if you told me that they just um, went, they just laid down together and watched a movie, I'd be like, mm-hmm. It would have been more that believable. Happened. It would have been way more believable. If they sat but down to watch the Nixon up. tapes or something. Listen to them. Listen to them. The, Get Ty in, in here. Dark. He's got something to show you. In the dark. Listening to the Nixon <laughs> he tapes. He like a Walkman. Yeah. <laughs> Keep up the good voting yeah, record. So she, oh. <laughs> oh, that was so fucking weird, too. That was such a weird statement. Oh my god! Okay, so she wakes up and like sneaks out. Well, hold on, she wakes up. <laughs> hold on, bitch. She has taken off the dress, which is fine because you went to bed. She slept yeah. in that necklace. Ow! 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 Mm-hmm. Ow! Oh, jeez! Ow! My neck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine sleeping with a heavy necklace like that. I know it's annoying, but I was I was glad, real glad to see it for Ty's sake. Honestly, I was like, oh. Otherwise, oh, prison time for Ty. <laughs> prison time. And he probably likes that point kind of, out of the more rigid criminal justice system approach from the 70s. Put him away forever. Yeah. That's how we reform people. We don't. They're not worth it. One shot. One shot. Goes goes along with miscongeniality. Uh. Harsher punishment for parole <laughs> violator. It is actually. It's a good little good segue film. But like she... They made such a point out of don't lose that necklace that you would almost think it was going to be a plot point that she loses the necklace. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> she just doesn't. She doesn't lose it. Just... We don't see it get returned. We don't see any sort of inspection. We don't see any of that. They made such a point of it. It's like they really actually could have used that. They could have been like the maid stole the necklace. <gasps> oh, my God. Which would have been good. would have been really good. Right? It would have been amazing. Because it could really make Chris turn. Wow. Is his name Chris? Who? Charlie? Charlie. The no, politician Chris. Chris. It's a C name. C <laughs> name could have been like, oh my God, I've been with someone who steals, which is way worse than someone who just puts on a coat, the wrong coat, and like masquerades around as somebody white. Okay, that would have actually been a better reveal is that yeah. if Natasha Richardson had spotted her in the hallway and... Instead mm-hmm. of having to roll through security footage to be like, is this is this woman who's pretending to be me also a maid? If she had reported mm-hmm. that a maid had stolen the necklace, yeah, then necklace that baby. went back to the jewelry store. The jewelry store kidnaps her son. <laughs> and then Jennifer Sends Lopez has to turn herself in as both people to get her son back. Oh, much better. Isn't that better? You really need to up that drama and that tension and make him make us believe that like she like that the lie was bad. Then there's a consequence. Yeah, Her show us the consequence. Show us that there are consequences for actions. Seriously, I think we needed it. But it's not the movie we got. No. So I um in the hallway as she's sneaking out, doesn't Amy Sedaris go, Isn't that that maid? <laughs> 
<laughs> she's a real eagle eye, that Amy Sedaris. <laughs> yeah, she's just got her eye on everything. Eyes in the back of her head. And um, then they have their dramatic moment in the street where everything kind of spills out. Yeah. That um, she did wear Natasha Richardson's coat and has been, you know, pretending to be Caroline and she's not really Caroline. No. And um, before and she, the big guess reveal, what? Guess I'm what? Just... She's not even Mediterranean. We come to find out. <laughs> big Ventura. shock. Marissa Ventura. <laughs> also, my mom's maiden name is Ventura, and my mom is Mediterranean, which is quite funny. And your mom was just m- throwing that out there. Maid. My mom was a maid. <laughs> my mom's a great. You know what? My mom's a great maid, <laughs> and I mean that as a compliment. Oh my god. She's real good at it. <laughs> She would do the lavender on the pillow, 100. You're so creative. <laughs> hmm. But I'm dead at this line. So they're in the street, and this is before everything kind of spills out, and the politician, go, Charles, goes... Christopher. Um, his name's Christopher. Yes, his name is Christopher. <laughs> what is his name? He's, that's his name. I keep, oh, I keep calling him Charles. Yeah. Okay. Christopher? Christopher is his name. Christopher, she's in her like maid's outfit again, and Christopher goes, why are you dressed that way? <laughs> Which, oh my goodness, is so funny on so many levels to me. And I just had to imagine that maybe the backstory he gave his character in that moment was she's dressing as a maid to be sexy. Yeah. <laughs> like of that's course. the read on it. It could have been it's anything. Like, it could have um, been. And we've seen this, these kind of sexy. It was like when Sandra Bullock wore the sexy milkmaid outfit to play the water glass. <laughs> Yes, the German milkmaid, just to do a musical number. (laughs) He's like, oh, she's doing, she's doing a little tease for me. She's doing a bit. (laughs) Why are you dressed that way? And it's like a really authentic maid outfit too. Like this is not the Party City maid outfit. It has a name tag. Like the, this one is like the real one. (laughs) And I know, I know, we're reading. I know. I know we're going too much into it. It's just so hilarious to me because I know it's just a function of a really like a a script that's trying to that has an agenda. Sure. And the agenda is like otherize her made 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 made. Why are you dressed that way? Are you a maid? Like that's what we're supposed to ask. Yeah. But I just had a real fun time imagining that he thought it was a sexy bit. <laughs> he's he's really oh clueless. Yeah. Well, he's not listening. He's not listening and he's not seeing. Yeah. Good thing they cast like a real white man to do this because it's the only way it makes and sense. he's You're so like, mm-hmm. blah. Yeah, he sucks, man. Give him his British accent back. That's what I'll take that. Right? Like just, just be Brits yourself. Can't, can Brits run for Senate? <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. Oh, my God. So... She gets fired. Rightfully takes, so, like, by the, the way. Full... Rightfully so. That would make sense. If you caught your maid doing that and going out like that, um, dating the politician is not the crime. The no, crime no, is no, the no. jacket. The you know, crime was the, the, the theft. Yeah, the theft in quotes. But yeah, you know. So uh, yes, that made sense. She would definitely get fired in real life. Or and... at least a suspension. At least a suspension. Mm-hmm. And then are we led to believe she takes the whole day before going back home? She just like sits on a swing set and kind of takes her time. That was a a strange was muddy. kind of uh, montage of morning scenes where she kind of yeah. sits and mopes. And I get it. No one likes to lose their job. But 
Yeah. She we sits on a that. swing set and then she goes home. And uh-huh. who is that? Her mom? Where mama is. Mommy Her dearest. Mama. <laughs> mama is like, um, hospitality called. We expected you hours ago. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Which is so rude. <laughs> so rude. And then another clunky screenplay like idea. Like we know what happened. We don't have to talk about it, but you've been moping. But anyway, she, yeah, she has to admit to her mom that she's unemployed. Fired. But she has a pretty, pretty solid plan. She's just going to get another job and apply for the management track. And be a manager again, which the pipeline from mid to manager. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's just. No, it's so funny. I I didn't know that there was a pipeline from maid to manager. Exactly. Like, I didn't even understand there was crossover in the two jobs. Yeah. I, I don't think there is. I think one is managing human beings and the other is like truly doing the work. And when she was like training to be manager, like earlier in the movie, yeah. you see her just like placing glasses and they're like, yes, put the glasses in a triangular position. It goes with the and arc like, of the elbow. That's still the maid's job. That's still the butler's job. Yeah. When he, like, when he was giving her feedback, she like had a tray of, I don't know, cookies and he like walks by mm-hmm. it and he goes, this is really nice. fabulous work. <laughs> I was like, Blue my God okay, <laughs> noted, but <laughs> they needed like a historian on set, like, a, like someone who's worked in this industry to be like, no, no, let's see her. Let's see her organize a file cabinet. Yeah. A historian would <laughs> have been cool, especially if the hotel was 70s themed. That would have been even more fun. Oh, that would have been so And Ty cool. could have walked the halls and given... <laughs> historical like anecdotes about how to make the hotel more authentic to the 1970s yeah dressed as nixon (laughs) doing an impersonation he's like i am not a crook exactly yeah he does he does a one minute show every night where he does that line (laughs) and then he tries his speech again yeah with a paperclip in his hand (laughs) dead but oh my god yeah so she has her plan and then the I just have like all the outrage that was thrust upon Christopher at him dating the maid right. was so wild to me because like we now live in a, like a post like Anthony Weiner world or like just in general where politicians are like the worst people alive like all of them have sexual assault like suits against them yeah and like in this world he just dated a maid there seems <laughs> there's the film has this idea that not only should politicians have like we should have an innate reverence for them particularly family political dynasties deserve even more respect that's basically what they were trying to tell us yeah it's the monarchy yeah it was like not only does he get the normal amount of respect but because his family was a successful political family he gets even more so he gets to Uh do this political he gets to do this press conference where he I can't even say apologizes. He just he just explains himself. I think he says it was a mistake and that he was like essentially he's telling the audience that he was he was led astray by a, a maid full of lies. Yeah, it just seems unfair. Like he never gets his yeah. comeuppance ever. He never gets like criticized for not listening yeah even in the end j-lo like doesn't even really give it to him the way we want her to give it to him but the way that he talks about her in that press conference it was 
he does not like this woman. He was basically saying that it was her fault for getting him into this mess. If he would have gotten on camera and said, um, what's her name? What's the character's name? Marissa. Marissa, <laughs> if you can hear me, come to the corner of such and such and such and such, and I will, you know, sweep you off your feet. It was none. It was not that. That was not the message. I know. I know. He didn't work for it at all. Yeah. And she's just like constantly. I love like the narrative too of her being like, there was something different about him. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, something it bad. It wasn't in the film. Some, yeah, if anything, he's a he's a criminal. He's Nixon. Yeah, it, it seems to be the only reason that this relationship has to work is because Ty needs a father. It's not because That's Jennifer Lopez it. needs a husband. It's because this boy is, and we know that he's gifted because she reads that book, How to Raise a Gifted Child. Um, yes, this gifted child is not going to reach his full potential if he doesn't have a dad. Without a dad. So, and I mean, what is more propaganda film than that? Yeah. So Ty weasels his way uh, into this press conference. Yep. And and he's like, gives a real riveting second chances speech, right? Yeah. He's like, wouldn't Nixon deserve a second chance? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He does say that, right? Oh Doesn't my, he say? Oh. Doesn't shouldn't somebody like Nixon get a second chance? Or am I making? Maybe oh I'm making God. that up. Well, okay, I think we're conflating the two speeches. I think in the beginning, the message of his speech is quite literally Nixon wasn't the bad guy we painted him to be. Mm -hmm. So I think I am conflating the two. But you could tell me that at the end he said Nixon deserves a second. You could replace his mother's name with Nixon. Even if he didn't say Nixon, they are definitely connecting the idea that Nixon deserved a second chance. A second chance. Just like my lying mother. Mother. My lying lying single mother. Non-manager yeah, mother. Yeah, so he gives like a real speech. Like she just made a mistake. She made a second chance. She needs a second chance. And in like movie script structure world, we're supposed to connect that to the beginning speech of Nixon, second chances, which is actually to to come upon this right now is actually bone chilling. Like I have chills. Yeah. <laughs> we consumed this as like a fun flirty rom-com in 2002. Right. It wasn't I can't until I watched it this time that I had this... Shock. shock and again it wasn't a, it wasn't because sometimes i have to watch like the entire movie and then the larger idea will come this mm-hmm. larger idea was fed to us in minute two spoon fed <laughs> they told us they, they they showed us and told us what was going on here i i can't believe it i can't even believe people felt this way about nixon in 2002 um I, I'm I'm like, do these people still exist? Yeah, I was like, I think I need like, to do a little more research because I know, I know. Maybe I like my maybe presidential history isn't where it needs to be, but it's super interesting too. Um, okay, so the when I saw this when I was um, a kid, a friend's mom took me, and this friend's dad was um, right hand to New York State Republican sent- Senator. Senator um, Owen Johnson, Senator Owen Johnson, uh-huh. who is a Republican, uh-huh. and I I can only imagine. I wish I could. Talk I love to how this, this has become the view. This movie. Okay. Isn't this hilarious? <laughs> you love the I view. I love the view. Okay. I'm not doing the view any justice, but I just want to say, um, I yeah, I think I should have like the research involved would have been talking to people who were of age at this time and been like, how did you feel about this? Like, was this fine? 
Go get, go get your mom. How do you feel about Nixon? <laughs> <laughs> My mom would love this movie. She'd be like, "This is, this is required viewing <laughs> for all." <laughs> She'd be so on board. Um, but I would love to talk to the woman who took me to this as the wife of this, you know, of this man who worked for a Republic, Republican senator. I bet she was like, wow, what a great movie for me to take my daughter and her little friend to. Right. Like, what and a there's good no way that you could have known that before you got butts and seats because this was never. Not advertised. Not advertised as, as the indoctrination that it <laughs> serves to be. The, I just I'm on the IMDb and the logline is like this Christmas love happens or something like it's something like that and it doesn't and <laughs> oh this Christmas love checks in and I I want to see this tagline be like this Christmas Nixon's back yeah just like something like let us know what we're signing up for before we like get our brains turned to mush by this propaganda yeah this is what I'd imagine showing up to the Church of Scientology might be like. They really like you're ease already you there. into it. It's like it's like we were sitting in a room and then they turn the movie off and then they pass out like a pamphlet. Fine. Like 13 <laughs> reasons why Nixon wasn't the guy you think. <laughs> the takeaway for this movie too is They're like, really oh, just I could priming date, I could date a Republican. Pump. Priming the pump. <laughs> it just made me feel like it's okay to date outside of your party. Oh. And that's like not the that's not the message today. Like we do not have this. Well, Ty Ty is certainly very conservative, and Ty, yeah, we have a we have a real problem on our hands with Ty. But uh, uh, it's less clear where Jennifer Lopez stands on on the issues. I know too because he gets to state his politics the whole time. Yeah, Um, Christopher and like J Lo, it's only just it's only hinted upon. They're just like, okay, she's a single mom. Like, what do what do you think she is? Let's be honest. Yeah, and not just that, but like, they're also they also seem to be communicating to us that like Ty is correct. Like Ty has a developed sense of self in terms of his political Mm -hmm. views. And Jennifer Lopez doesn't. And, like, that's a problem. Yeah, like, he sees the full picture. Right, right. Like, he gets it. And she doesn't. He gets it. She, like, even when they're talking about the housing projects, I know that, like, we don't need Jennifer Lopez to explain to us the the housing projects, but (laughs) they also seem to be communicating, like, a message of she might not know what she's talking about because she's... She doesn't say anything. She just like, hmm. I think this movie is making a real kind of gross point too to be like the men are correct. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It's very And the women are just very conservative. Emotional. Very conservative. Yeah. Because even even after they get back together, right? And and everything all that we're told is that a year later they're still together. That's basically the last thing. I know, by like the tabloids. Right. He's a senator and she's on the cover. Well, I don't know if it was a real magazine, but <laughs> she's on the cover of I know, like, it could have just been a joke. Of, <laughs> manager magazine. <laughs> manager magazine. <laughs> Which also begs the question, did he just like, did he pull some strings to get her manager real quick? Be like, this is my wife we're talking about. Right. So like even like, at the end of the movie, the successful relationship is like the powerful guy and the woman who cleans the house. 
the woman who's on his arm. Yeah. It's so fucked. Yeah. I The last line I have in my notes is, I feel like he just did this for the Latino vote. <laughs> Literally. In New York. Literally. Which is just so rude. I don't know. It, it feels like J-Lo is being used in this movie in so many ways. Having a wife, a Latina wife, just locks that in for him. He skirts right to the top. And then what does she get to be? Okay, manager? Right. Because... And on the one hand, like, I understand that this, the intent was supposed to be romantic comedy, fun, flirty, fabulous. It was never intended to be a Norma Ray expose on the hotel industry. (laughs) But that also would have been a really interesting movie is seeing Jennifer Lopez, if she wanted to, um, like playing this role that exposed the industry for what it was because we get this like really gross scene where the security guy who's in the basement is like constantly hitting on her and then i know he like he taps his cheek for a kiss and she just gives it to him i'm like well does she have any agency that seems even more tricky because he says to her like i saw you on the camera with the coat or he, he doesn't mm-hmm. say the code. He's like, I saw what you were doing on the floor, like, earlier. And yeah. I'm going to tell unless you give me a kiss. And she I has know. to give him a kiss. And, like, and that she was supposed plays, to come off as super innocuous. Laughs, but it was like... <clears throat> I know, that brought me back to childhood when, like, adults would be like, I won't tell your mom if you give me a kiss. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> this is horrible. So scary. I think... Yeah, um... What were you going to say? I was like, I don't, at this point though, like, I think I've, I've fleshed out my argument (laughs) far enough. I don't want to (laughs) like continue to drill down in it because ultimately. I think we did it. I would say that I did like the movie. Like I really liked it. (laughs) And I think Jennifer Lopez does a really great job. So like she does. I don't I want to end on that note. I don't want to end on the problematic elements of the script. Like this I know, was I know. a really captivating Jennifer Lopez performance. Yeah, I think the same for me. I want to end on like two columns, like on the good side and like on the pro side. I always found this to be just like an endearing movie for her. I think her performance so is great. I love her as Jenny from the Block. Like she needs to be New York. I can't do Jennifer Lopez in California. Like, it just doesn't jive for me. So, like, I think this is such a more successful performance. Oh, so She's not, so like, good. being goofy. She's being real. She's grounded. Oh, my God. It was I so refreshing her. not to have the goofiness from Monster-in-Law. From Monster-in-Law. Yeah. Like, I believe J-Lo in this. She's doing, she's doing a really good job of, like, painting painting the single mom picture i liked Um, her acting like i found it really yes yes her acting was great relatable and really believable Uh uh-huh everything about it i thought it was super endearing and she is as a she's playing the role of like female who just makes things go away for men and that's that's it like that's what women do or like that's the, that's what society has women do yeah and she's kind of doing it all with like a smile on her face and like it's not a big deal which is just like it's that's the truest thing for me it's like it actually is a really at its core true performance yeah 
and I'm into it. On the in the other column, I wanted to say I looked up two things. John Hughes wanted his name removed from the credits because he said that it was so far from his original story. Ooh. It had very little of his original script, which was set in Chicago. And another thing is Ralph. Anything. As if it would change a fucking single thing. And Ralph Fiennes has since stated he regrets making this movie. <laughs> which I think wow. says it says it so we don't have to, which I'm very happy. Like this yeah, this doesn't age well. I think if oh, I God, were in no. this movie if I were in this movie, I would have regretted making this kind of propaganda. And Ty is saved because he was like ten in this. Yeah, it ages like milk. But, it's like ooh. <laughs> But like knowing that I had a hand in potentially maybe turning, changing a mind or two in 2002 and kind of turning them onto this Nixon, George W. thing, I, I would feel kind of a little gross about. So Yeah. Yeah. I think we can separate. But, I but, think I'm glad that you are articulating this idea of like her performance stands on its own. The film, though, yeah. is what it is. And yeah, the film is what it is. And those are two separate areas of observation she this is where this is her vein of gold this is where she shines um down and out new yorker empowered female who is kind of like um dealt a bum hand in life and and i go ahead no i was only going to say that she really brings it home in hustlers with that idea for sure and i we jokingly talked about it at the top but i'm going to bring it this is like my last thing that i want to say is that Truly, like where this is crystallized for me is the moment, and again, it's five seconds of the movie, when she's getting on the bus. And like that to me was enthralling. Watching her put the coins into the bus. And I was just like, this is this is where this is I am living watching Jennifer Lopez. I can't even remember her character's name, pay it again on a bus. I couldn't (laughs) Marissa. you, You I couldn't uh, imagine that I would be so fortunate to get to see this. I don't know why that moment is so enthralling. It's truly just chilling. Like maybe it's JLo, the confluence of JLo's character and JLo as a real life human being. Like she did that. And we feel like we're eavesdropping on the real JLo's life. Oh, absolutely. Like we know she rode that bus. Absolutely. They're toying on that idea. Yeah, like she maybe she's never been a maid before. So like those are, you know, that's her. Those are her acting chops. Right. You know, with the lavender pillow. But like the change, the change is like we we were watching her live. Not just Um, that, but like it's like voyeuristic, maybe. It is. I'm trying to say. But it's also a moment where, (laughs) okay, the maid situation, not everyone's going to be a maid, but the majority of people will take public transportation. Especially if you live in New York <laughs> so City. So universal. So the next time I get on a city bus, I know what I'm going to be thinking about. And it's not going to be, is there a seat open? It's going to be, do I look like I Jennifer Lopez? And I bet if I fumble for my Dead. Metro card, uh, I'm not going to be given the grace that she is. <laughs> it's okay, sweet cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that didn't happen, but I, I just like to imagine that they tell her it's okay. It's okay. I'm looking at a critic review or two. The New York Times said blandly charming. <laughs> just too good. That's true. <laughs> it's so true. I was like, do I want to rebut uh, that? No. <laughs> oh my God. These are, that's the best one I've seen. 
It's not about the romance. I can tell you that. <laughs> Washington Post. This fairy tale shtick, even when dressed up with a little class war garnish, is hard to swallow. <laughs> class war garnish is good. Class war. That's good. Oh, God. Okay, well, I feel so good about that one. That was fun. Yeah, I think we... I love that this is part two of an ongoing series of J-Lo. So uh-huh. for all you other J-Lo fanatics out there, please stay tuned because I know we have some more J-Lo content planned. Yes. We have more J-Lo down the pipeline. I think that she is like so far in our the early stages of our pod, my favorite case study. Um, her, fl- her films are so good. I think I want to get like a running list going of what makes a star vehicle because we just have like the punny title and the the music and the dalmatians so i think we should chart i think we should chart dalmatians i think dalmatians you know should be number one or number two of we should chart like the quirky best friend who's obsessed with sex because she's not getting any you know stuff like that those are the keys and j-lo's kind of like a prude because she can like (laughs) she can have a man like tomorrow (laughs) or like in an hour yes but the best friend who's like getting none is like like living vicariously through her. Like I think that there's so, oh my gosh, there's so much to chart. And these are here. so intrinsic um, oh, to Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> to Jennifer Lopez flicks. We have um precocious children, which yep, I would love to chart, yep. you know. Um, a precocious child. Stanley Tucci, just in general, as a sure. human, might be a great person to chart because he is just like the quintessential um assistant and um you know, ridiculous ideas on mental health and <laughs> what it's like to be a working woman. Yeah, I think there's a lot tied up in representations Maybe. of careers <laughs> for Jennifer Lopez. Yes, What yes, is it? Yes. A, a question that like... As her shtick. It, her dissertation that stretches across all of her films is essentially like, what does it mean to go to work? <laughs> what... <laughs> To quote, Ju- to quote Julia that. Roberts from Middle Lisa Smile, what does it mean? What does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? I love that for J-Lo flicks. It's entirely that. Like, for better or worse, like, she is limited by her type and what people see her as. Yeah. And it's like, she is very much the working woman. Yeah. Like, we're not analyzing... Um, Part of... We're not analyzing Julia Roberts flicks in the same way. Yeah. But J- Jennifer Lopez especially at this time but you know throughout the majority of her career she is a celebrity on a stratospheric level and i love yeah. that these movies are are so medium are so medium <laughs> but also they they do two things number 1 it communicates to the audience that she's so normal you couldn't even believe it but you can also imagine that it's her way of learning what life is like for the rest of us so it's like it works for bo- it's 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 whatever it's like the fly that sits on the hippo's back that eats yeah. their skin but also cleans their back it's symbiotic yes. it's a total symbiotic relationship like the public loves her and she loves she loves, she loves this the public study she back. loves the normal people yes oh wow i love framing it like she's getting as much out of it as we are yeah like each new role for her is just like illuminating the the common struggle yeah it's like when you end your your high school english class and your english teacher was like i got if you guys you guys won't believe this but i got just as much (laughs) if not more out of you 
than you got out of me. And I would always just be like, this, oh like, this heifer right now. <laughs> it's such a cringy speech in real it's life. so but cringe. Beautifully in, but I could see Jennifer well Lopez in, um, doing that on like rap day. Yes. Getting everyone a rap gift. Like a really expensive one. Like a too. sham wow. Like going. <laughs> <laughs> all the maids. <laughs> sham wow. Oh my God. Jayla just thinks that all of her co-stars are actual maids in real life. <laughs> they're like no we're we're from central booking (laughs) yeah like all the actors who are like coming up and in coming into their prime she just like is like okay have fun going back to your hotel (laughs) to clean one day you guys can be managers too if you work hard i know her just giving her the the ralph fines giving all the other maids the ralph fines treatment yeah getting on their good side so she can get in I heard in Hustlers, J-Lo got the whole cast um, a wrap gift, or at least the women, um, um, their own personal cups with straws, and they got, she got them, like, bedazzled with, like, crystal, which is pretty crazy. What a wild gift. Really of the people, yeah. you know, really. She's like, what do people do? Really they need to drink gift. water. So why not think of me whenever you drink water? Well, congratulations, J-Lo, again, for this great movie. Congrats, J-Lo. On a beautiful performance. Wish you got the um, Oscar nom. I don't. Yeah, I hope she got it. <laughs> hope I get it. Yeah, I hope she gets it. <laughs> hope if I not, get it. next year. We'll next resubmit. Year. Retroactive resubmitting of the this for awards consideration. I think if anyone doesn't have to be embarrassed of this movie, it's JLo. Oh, which agreed. good for her. Thank God. Like, um, she didn't actively participate in. I mean, maybe she passively participated in, but she, I think her conscience should be clear in participating in this film. Yeah. J-Lo, take our great. permission. You can sleep okay. Yeah. You're, you're fine. fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. This was a good time then, and it's a good time for me now. Just a different. And I will never see, time. I will never see or think of I'm coming out in any other context but that scene with the maids right oh three thousand percent oh it's so good it's so good this is gonna be tough because now we gotta (gasps) leave this episode and then we can't say the word maids anymore (laughs) i know it's gonna be hard i have to to turn my microphone off and say housekeeper housekeeper (laughs) oh i don't want to go back to that life no well this was a this was a fun fun hour and a half oh good for us wow well we did i it. have nothing else what do you, do you have anything no else you i think we about this movie i think we're good let's just end it on you know thank you jennifer lopez thank you george bush for producing this movie and thank you thank you to the screenwriters thank you to the directors thank you to post 9 11 new york city nixon um thank you to nixon I the jury's still out on whether you deserved a second chance. The Republican National Committee. Thank you to the RNC, um, and you know, just um, I hope you I hope you take away from this movie what we did, which is like keep up the voting record. <laughs> keep up the good voting record. <laughs> oh Christ! Okay, all right. This was fun. Thank you, Stephen, for you know carving time out of your busy morning to be with me no problem i actually liked i liked the am recording i am here to admit it i liked it so it's also it's casually just 12 17 p.m so it's no longer the morning you have the whole day ahead of you i do have the whole day and i don't have a headache this 
You have a headache? No. When we recorded oh. in the afternoon, I would get a headache. I Yeah, I know what you mean. All right. I'm ready to put this one to bed. Made in Manhattan from 2002. We will be back with more JLo. Stay tuned for that. She is just, she's probably someone we will never put down on the, I want to say on the channel. She's not a dog. She's not a dog. Okay. And we're <laughs> done. And we're done here. Bye, everyone. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, Jennifer Lopez. Bye.